Welcome to Objectively Speaking, everyone. My name is Jeremy Paul. And I'm Laura Norman, and this is episode 19, game 20, the Columbus Blue Jackets versus, yet again, the Chicago Blackhawks. And what can only be described as a roller coaster of emotions that ultimately resulted in a shootout loss for the Columbus Blue Jackets. I used to love overtime. Like when Artemi Panarin played for the Blue Jackets, it would go into overtime and I'd be like, that's a thick win. That is a thick W. And now every time we go into overtime, I'm like, one point is so nice. Like I know it's just going to be <laughs> one point. Because like we are incapable. Like, and I... Oh, Captain, my Captain, I respect you. Dear good God, love of Christ and creator all above, why do we keep letting Nick Felino? Granted, he didn't start tonight. Boone Jenner started, won the faceoff, and then Nick Felino went out, came on the ice for Boone Jenner immediately following. And then actually, to be fair, Nick did almost score. He was almost. But I have to know why. Why do we keep doing this? Like, I don't get it. Like, what is unclear? I almost wonder if it's like towards C's that people keep asking the question. And he's like, actually, uh, with all due respect, fuck you. I'm going to do it. <laughs> like, I'm going to do it. And you're going to, and you're going to enjoy it. But see, then his comments after about how we never win in overtime do not reflect the fact that he enjoys putting Nick Foligno out there. Being as Nick Foligno does not help. He doesn't help. He's not an overtime person. No, one, right. none of them are really. Well, right, and that's the thing Maybe too. Like, you look, well, and you look at well, Patrick too. But like, you look at like this, like the way that like overtime is set up. Like, you obviously always want a defenseman out there, but you want a defenseman who can also like drive offense. With Zach out, with Delzato out, you don't really have any of that. Like, other than Seth, so like. You look to Seth, and I would argue maybe Carlson, like maybe, but like that's it. Um, I just, this might be over dramatic, and maybe this isn't the episode to talk about it. <laughs> I think we're recognizing that one of Yarma Kikalainen's two, like his number one failure, I think, to this point has been the trade he made for Ryan Dezingle, which was Anthony Duclair in a second round pick. That, to me, is number one for what I can remember, at least short term. Number two, I think, is creating all that cap space to make sure that nobody could offer sheet Pierre-Luc Dubois by trading away Ryan Murray and by trading away Marcus Nudevara. And then ultimately trading away Pierre-Luc Dubois for Patrick Line. And it's not like Pierre-Luc Dubois wouldn't have still been a Blue Jacket if he wouldn't have traded away Murray or um, – so I don't know. It's tough. Like, that. that's – it's been hard to watch the last few games defensively. And I know Zach's out, but my God, I mean, this is not the team that should be like when you go into the season and you say, I'm okay with us loosening up a little bit, like and playing a little bit freer because I know the defense is going to make up for it. And I know that Jonas and Elvis are going to make up for it. That's not the way to do it. That is not the way to prove that you can do that. No, it's not. And it's just, it's hard to see a team where now we're struggling on both sides. Like, you know, for the last couple of years, we've been like, yeah, we, we struggle offensively. We don't score a lot of goals, you know, but defense, goaltending, we got you, boo. But now it's like we don't really have anything 
even with goaltending, God bless Corpy, we would have lost by like 45 goals that they would have gotten in the first fucking period if it wasn't for Jonas Corposalo. And he even took in six. Like, these are the things that we're facing against. But, you know, now, now to suck on both sides of things, it's just not... It's not fun. It's not the the Blue Jackets that I love. And I know, you know, this is all part of being a sports fan because, like, things change. But it's just disheartening. And you can see how frustrated they all are. Like, you can see it when they're on the bench, when they're on the ice, when they're doing their interviews, like, even in practice. Like, they're just frustrated because they know that this isn't – what they want to do either like I can't imagine it's you know I think most people can say it's like no fun to go to work every day and be like well that sucked (laughs) like you know and you have all these things and all these you know weird pressures that we probably don't even know about because it's a lot of the inner workings of you know the National Hockey League and and whatever but it's just disheartening and you know, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but like with fans coming back to Nationwide Arena next week, I, I'm nervous that it's just going to be like disappointing. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just a bummer. Like it's a bummer, especially when you're seeing other teams just like fucking thriving and not even just in in our division but like all over the league when you're seeing teams fucking thriving and you're like what do what are they doing that we're not doing i mean obviously we've addressed some of that before but like it's not fun <laughs> it's not fun to be the one that sucks oh i i brought you in at the wrong time you did like because like hearing everything that you're saying like and and I feel a little bit of it myself too. Like I got to admit, like when, like I always found fun in Blue Jackets games and Blue Jackets hockey, like even when we were booty butt cheeks, like even when we were bad, I still enjoyed it. Like I still had so much fun watching the games and I'd stay up late and I can remember like I would get in trouble every now and again because back when the Jackets were in the Western Conference, obviously like a lot of their games were at like 10 because they were playing a lot of teams like LA, San Jose, you name it and I can remember like getting in trouble because like my mom or my dad would like be like why didn't the hell do you still have your tv on at like 12 and I'm like I'm watching Blue Jackets game like what what's confusing and so yeah I like look at that stuff and I'm just like oh that was so much fun I found joy in that and now that we've had the success over the last really like um I mean, seven to eight years. Like, I'll say seven to eight years because, like, even even though, like, we had a bump in the road in, uh, in between playoff years, and that's when we got Zach Wierenski, um pretty high up in the draft. Oh, no. And then, okay, maybe I'm dramatic. But, like, it's been, like, pretty much, like, over the last seven years, we might have a bad year, but then we're back the next. And so, yeah, for me, I I've gotten used to the – to the good i've gotten used to the fun of winning and so now i'm like fuck this sucks because like let me be honest like the blue jackets having a like a above 500 points percentage like 
like I probably would have celebrated the shit out of that in like 2000 and like seven or like 2012, like the year that we drafted Ryan Murray. We were so bad that year. We were the worst team in the NHL. We just lost the draft lottery. Shocking. I know. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just like, yeah, it is so interesting to hear you talk about like, Oh, it's not fun anymore. Where's the fun? Where's the fun? And I'm like, girl, yeah, yeah. Welcome. Welcome (laughs) to what it really means to be a blue jackets fan. I'm so excited for you. Um, what were you gonna say? Well, I was just gonna say, like, I mean, obviously, I love them, and I've said it before, like, just being able to watch hockey when, in reality, we maybe shouldn't even be able to right now, based on things and the world and whatnot. Like, that still brings me joy. It's just like a lot of that fun has been replaced with just like stress, and I think doing the podcast now where you know I'm paying way more attention to other stuff that's going on in the league and particularly our division and so I'm just a lot more aware of everything whereas in years past I would have just been focused on the Blue Jackets and not really cared um you know but even like looking back into last year before the season was stalled and we went into the bubble and stuff like looking at what our last games would have been had the season continued regularly we would not have made it into the playoffs like the only reason we were there was because of the point percentage situation that allowed us to get into the you know sort of the wild card round in the bubble um and then we you know by the skin of our teeth got into the first round and you know in in classic fashion, lost to Tampa Bay. So it's fine. Um, But, you know, it's just kind of like, it's frustrating. And it's frustrating because you can't have that experience and you feel so distant from it. And it's almost like you want to reach through your TV and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why are you, why are you not playing the way I know you can play? And it was funny because as I was sitting in my living room by myself this evening, Right before, right before Cam scored the first goal tonight for the Blue Jackets, I literally said out loud, it's because he said, when I'm hot, I'm hot, and he got too fucking confident. And, you know, and then, of course, I'm proven wrong, and he gets a goal. But, like, nonetheless, it was a lucky goal. Is He was lucky that that play got broken up, and it bounced in the right direction towards him, you know, but thank God, or else I don't know that we ever would have scored during that game if he hadn't kicked things off. So, yeah, I thought that, that was actually a hell of a play by Boone, I thought. Like, that goal, that was pretty – The pretty unsung good. hero, Boone Jenner. He is, yeah. And, I like, I've been really impressed by him this year, and I think that that's true. Like, we don't talk a lot about him on this podcast. We don't talk about that. Although, I think somebody we follow on the Twitter is right in saying that, like, it feels like every time Boone Jenner scores, we lose. I think there's been one exception to that rule this year. but. um but, yeah, and I think, like, I, I look at this stretch of games, right? Like, you've got Nashville twice at home. You split that series. You know, you get two points. you got Chicago at home. You've got one point there already. Um, you got Nashville on the road for back-to-back games, which that's going to be interesting to see if, if Corbisalo starts both of those games or if Kiv Lennox is going to get one of those starts. Because at this point, like, I'm not sure. And, again, like, half of it, like, some of it is, is Jonas. A lot of it's the defense. Like, at some point, like, you yeah, can't I'm let 
you can't like let that keep like wearing into him like and at some point like you've got to get Kiv Lennox in there like because Kiv Lennox is capable like he showed it last year um and like he also told, needs to play he yeah, needs to exactly. play because yeah. if something happens to Corpy Kiv Lennox needs to have played a game yeah he needs to be at least fresh yeah and so I agree um so maybe Kiv Lennox will get his first start of the year either in either one of those Nashville games but then you go back home you play Detroit once which we'll be there double masked up um but um that'll be our first car episode do you think we have do you think we have it in us to like actually do that well i'm like we'll see i'm like nervous about it i'm not gonna lie to you um but yeah so you got these seven games and you look at these seven games now chicago is kind of like proving me wrong a little bit in terms of like their ability this year now i do have to say like I'm not sure who all, like, what part of the division they've been playing a lot of. Like, I know they played a lot of Detroit. They've played us, and they've kind of worked us over. I mean, Patrick Kane has made us his bitch. Um, yeah, okay, I said that right. I was like, did I just call Patrick Kane our bitch? Because, listen, he is not. Um, and so, <laughs> no, he is not. We owe him money at this point. Correct. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, so you look at these seven games and you're like, oh, God, you got to get at least 10 points out of these seven games because, like, these are against teams that you should be getting points against. And you look at it now, you're like, okay, we've got three points out of the first three games. We need to get six out of the next eight points that we have available to us. And it's not entirely impossible, like, to win three out of the next four. But that just also seems like such a pipe dream for this team to string together any stretch of wins other than two. Like, I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, I – at least in the past, like, four years, they, they every season hit some sort of a bump in the road. Like, with the exception of the year that they, like, finished, like, fourth or fifth in the league in points, like, they have pretty much had a slump at one point in the season. And because of Usually that – Usually after the All-Star break. Right. Um, and not me getting emails for work at 11.09. Jesus. Okay. Um, sorry about the noise, everybody. But, yeah, you look at, um, like, I've always felt like during those slumps, I'm like, oh, we're always, we are always on the verge of just, like, going on a tear and rolling off, like, five, six, seven wins. Because if you look in the last few seasons, the Jackets have put together a few stretches of those wins where it's like, you know, they're, they're getting on a roll, they're having some consistency, I just don't see this team being able to do that this year. Like, I just don't see this team having the willpower, the mental grit to, to do it. And I, and it, honest to God, like if, if you've got the coach that's saying like, you just got to breathe and play hockey. And if you've got the conversation of like, people aren't motivated, like, again, like I go back to what I said, in our last episode, I believe it's like, that's the job of a coach. Like a coach is supposed to create that. And like, I don't know. I, I don't think anything's going to happen this season, but like there is going to be change in this coaching staff. And I don't know if it's just going to be assistance, if it's just going to be Tortorella, like, and I don't know, Tortorella might go on his own terms. I don't know, but man, it's tough. It is just tough to hear those kind of things coming out of the locker room um, and coming out of those post-game interviews. Yeah. It's, you know, and it, you just, you just saying we need to win three out of the next four games. I was like, that's not going to happen. Like, unless they really, you know, do that thing that we've been saying time and time again over the last month and a half, like, that, you know, this is the inspiration for them to pull it all together or whatever. 
Like, we have barely won two games in a row this season. We can't string together 60 solid minutes of hockey. Like, there has not been a game this season, even if we won it, where they have played a solid 60 minutes of hockey. There's always been at least one period, if not two, where they completely lost their minds and were just roaming around on the ice. And again, and you know, and Cam said it tonight, and you know, they've all been saying it. We can we can't keep using the excuses of this is a different season, and this is weird because it's shortened, there's no fans, blah, blah 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 blah. Because like I just said, there are so many other teams that are thriving. Thriving in this situation. And yes, coaching styles are different. The way the way teams approach their gameplay is different. But, like, other than that, everyone else has the same exact situation across the board. And we're just not, like, the you know, not all the pistons are firing at this point. And it's weird. Like, and I, I don't know. It was great to see some people get multiple goals tonight. Like, obviously, finally seeing sort of the sparks of joy that Patrick Line is supposed to bring to this team, you know, with two power play goals, two really beautiful power play goals. Like that's amazing. Obviously seeing Oliver break his, what was it? Seven game, no point streak or no goal streak um, with two goals. Like that's amazing. But, and that sucks when it's still not enough. When it's still not enough for Cam, Patrick, and Oliver all to score, and we still don't win, like that's stupid. I don't disagree, and I and like stupid. correct, and I think too, like you know what's hard about that, like in an ideal world, your top six at this point, like as is right now, are Roslovic, Domi. Cam, Bjorkstrand, Line A, and probably like I, I, that's tough. Like whoever you put in that sixth role. I mean, like I would say like you would like for it to be Texier. Like it's not, but you'd like for it to be. Um, and like those, like those of those six guys. Like really, it's only been that top line. And you know, Rosovic has been pretty quiet the last few games. But like even tonight, like he was quiet, but he had two assists. Like do you know what I mean? Like. And and a lot of that comes from some of the success that he was having in the faceoff circle. I mean, it wasn't consistent the whole night, but I mean, he had some really key faceoff wins, and so that set us up. Some, on... He had some solid attempts too. Like, yeah. just he either overskated or he just got playing out, stopped by the Chicago goalie. Do you want to? Do you want me to give you heartburn? <laughs> I guess. All right. <laughs> So I, I gave you that stretch of seven games where I'm like, we need to win 10, 10 or we need to get 10 points. Uh-huh. Do you want to hear what happens next after that? The trade deadline. No, 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 no. I don't. I, I actually, honestly, you, you could put a gun on my head right now and say, Jeremy, when's the trade deadline? I have no fucking idea when the trade deadline is <laughs> right this season. Um, I mean, I'm assuming sometime like end of March, beginning of April, but I could be wrong. Um, but no, we play. Dallas twice, Florida twice, Dallas two more times, Carolina four games in a row. 
I'm gonna vomit that whole time. Yeah, that's gonna be bad. Like that has potential to really be shit. <laughs> like that has potential to suck. If we don't figure some shit out, that's gonna suck. The month of uh, March is like, going to absolutely suck. Like my whole body hurts thinking about playing Carolina four times in a row. I know. Think about all the fucking weird calls that are gonna happen. So many weird calls. And thank God for COVID because they can't do their stupid celebration things at the end. But don't worry because after that happens, we do get two games against Detroit. But then we play two games against Tampa, two games against Florida, two games against Tampa, two games against Chicago, two games against Dallas, two games against Florida, two games against Tampa Bay. Like we are, it's a gauntlet. Like it's going to, like the next month and a half, brother brother dude brother it's gonna fucking suck it's gonna be so bad i don't like it that's literally what it was kind of like what our last few games were supposed to be last season when we knew oh like, when yeah you, it's like there's no way we would have be we were supposed to play tampa like literally two times before like the season got called off right but, like, they were gonna murder us like they were gonna murder us and we were never gonna go to the playoffs and yeah, if we don't pull our shit together, it's going to be painful. Painful. Because it won't be like tonight where we lose by one point overtime. It'll be in regulation. We lose eight to two. Like we lose seven to one. We get shut out six nothing. Like it's not going to be fun times. And I hate that. So hopefully like and hopefully like you know i don't elvis is gonna be i just feel it elvis is gonna be out for a while and that just gives me goaltender heartburn because now every time corby's on the ice i'm just afraid i was particularly afraid to go into overtime today against chicago because as we all remember that is who we were playing against when corby got injured last year and ended up having to have a surgery so all of those terrible memories were just flashing before my eyes as we went into this situation this evening. And I know Kiv Lennox is very talented. I don't mind having him as the backup. I don't enjoy the idea of having him as the primary. That's not an idea that I enjoy. Because again, I don't know who the fuck this Cam Johnson guy is, but I don't trust him. So <laughs> I, I still think that if, if, Kev Lennox become like I listen if Kev Lennox isn't the starter I almost think they go back to like Cleveland and get Vevelinen versus this Cam Johnson is that his name I don't even know Cam Johnson um, yes he's gonna win a Vesna in like six years we're gonna be like what the fuck yeah um, he's gonna win it for t- he's gonna be on Tampa and no Vasilevsky has something to tell you if he if you think he's going anywhere anytime soon but um and he'll go to Vegas or, yeah, I could give you that, like some dumb shit. Um, it'll be a trade Anaheim. that we win. Anyway, um, things are going to get bad soon, possibly. Or here's here's the like reverse of that though. If we win a lot of those, like if that's when we decide to stretch it out, like and win some games, like I'll lose my mind. Like I just don't. Yeah, I mean we're we're literally at a fifty fifty scenario right now. Yeah, it's. There's no in-between because the Blue Jackets don't believe in a middle ground. They never have. They probably never will. 
it's it's similar to the fact that we are named after civil war soldiers you can't middle ground win a war or lose a war you either win or you lose <laughs> there is no there is no middle ground so there are no moral victories in war that is true we are at a standstill 50 50 it's either gonna suck or things are gonna be great so prepare yourselves fifth line we're in for an interesting turn of events but I do, again, I do want to talk about Boone Jenner, because, like, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm fine if he doesn't score, but, like, his plays and his defensive, you know, play and his just general energy, we don't talk about it enough. He definitely does not get enough credit. They try and talk about him. I mean, Jody Shelley always does a good, a good job of being, like, Boone Jenner salt of the earth really the backbone of this team nobody ever says his name but my god we're lucky to have him and that's true that's so true we are very lucky to have him but yeah, everyone I mean, else let him down <laughs> yeah and it's one of those things where it makes you wonder like in part like i do kind of begin to think like you know how much longer is somebody like boone on this team like because I'm afraid that, like, if they start trying to, like, if they become a seller at the deadline and you start to, like, look at, like, how your team is formulated right now and you're going to operate under the hopeful assumption that you can sign Patrick Lyonet to a long-term deal and you're kind of building the team around him, right? Like, um, you know, is Boone Jenner the kind of player that fits into that? And I think he is. Like, I'm probably just talking out of my ass right now. Like, but I, like, anything is possible. If we, if we start selling, like, anything is possible. Because at that point, it's going to be about assets return, less about who you're shipping out. Like, do you know what I mean? So, here's question hoping. About, I have a question about Patrick Lane because I honestly don't know a whole lot yeah. about his performance in Winnipeg, other than he's, like, a superstar. Is he known for doing things other than that sort of, like, slap shot, wrist shot, sort of sniper situation? Like, can he, like, is he known for scoring other kinds of goals? I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, I don't, I don't think it's going to matter, like, what kind of goals he scores. What I care about, too, is, like, is he creating other offense in other ways, right? And, like, I guess that's my question, too, like, is that or is he just known as like a goal scorer he obviously like he does score more like but last year i mean last year in the shortened season he had 28 goals and 35 assists i mean so like he is able to dish it out like the year before he had 30 and 20 um 44 and 26 i mean he's a goal scorer like he he like that's kind of his bread and butter right like which is a little bit different than what you had in artemi panarin because artemi panarin finished like he scored like quite a bit like but he wasn't known for being a goal scorer necessarily he was a playmaker and so it's a different kind of thing right because what you then need right like not that not that patrick line can't create plays but what you need then is somebody who's also able to um you know set him up somebody who's able to be his playmaker and that's why this idea of Domi is so exciting because it's like that's what Domi has done in his career consistently and that's what's kind of frustrating is that like we're not like don't get me wrong this Roslovic line a Atkinson thing like seems to work until Torch decides that it doesn't anymore um and so it's right um and so 
that obviously like is materializing into something good but um i think like ideally like you want somebody who's a playmaker on his in his middle um and maybe that's something that you look at a free agency but the thing is is you're not going to get anybody like you're not going to get uh you know playmaking first line center unless it's through a trade or through free agency and at free agency you're going to be paying a lot of money for that kind of talent and so yeah it's going to be a lot of cap space right now yeah i mean there is some truth to that like like the reality of it is like you lose 5.8 million dollars off of brandon dubinsky you lose 5.5 i think or something like that off of nick's contract next year because even if we re-sign nick he's not going to make 5.5 um and then you lose um i mean savard's contract and i don't think savard will be re-signed um yeah obviously you have to re-sign line a um I think you'll trade one of the goalies and whoever that is, like that's going to be a pretty significant drop in cap. So, I mean, really they should well, have I just, some. Yeah. I just also think about preparing for, because isn't it the year after that, that we have to think about re-signing Seth and Zach? Cause aren't they yeah. both in the same? I mean, I know that Zach will still be an RFA and Seth will be a UFA. Um, but, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's weird that tonight, and I doubt that this would be a thing, it might be a thing, but that Savard would, would leave us at the trade deadline. Oh, no, I, I think he'll be gone, 100%. Like, because at that point, like, you're, you're claiming assets for him. Like, and if we're selling, if we don't need him, he is attractive. Like he's an attractive player who could provide some blue line depth to a team that thinks that they can make a Stanley cup run. And that's what they, that's the kind of thing that a team that is going to make a Stanley cup run needs is they need somebody like a David Savard who might not score, but who is actually, I mean, don't get me wrong, not really playing like it right now, but his track record shows that he's willing to get down and dirty. He's willing to block shots. He's willing to play a strong, like a strong defensive game. Uh, and that's the kind of thing that wins championships. And so he would be really attractive at the deadline for a team that's in it to win it. Like, uh, I really do think so. And again, with him being an unrestricted free agent coming into next year, like this off season, it's like, if you've got a deal on the table for him, you don't think you're going to need him because you're not going to be in the postseason. I would take it. Like, because here's the other thing, and it's happened before. If you're really that invested in the player, make a pitch to him in free agency. He could sign with you. <laughs> like, seriously, like, it's happened. Like, it's it's 100%. I mean, it's possible. And so it's like, what the hell, Isn't you know? Like, kind of like a loaner deal, kind of? Well, yeah, so that's called, like, rentals. So, like, rentals are UFA on their last year of their contract because there's not, like, a commitment, right? So that was what Duchesne was. That's what Dezingle was. Um, you know, that was kind of the situation. And so – yeah, I think that's what's super interesting is, like, he could come back. Like, nothing says that a UFA can't come back. Like, I was thinking about that with, like, Ryan Murray's – I think he's an RFA, actually, at the end of this year. But, like, I was like – God, oh, I miss Ryan Murray. Me, too. Holy shit, I miss Ryan Murray. I never thought that I would say that, but I miss Ryan Murray so much. Um, I'd, even support, I'd even support him growing his beard back into his chest hair if we could just maybe have him back. Right? Well, then, also, here's the other thing. So, Riley – um Riley Nash is also going to be gone after this year. 
he's his contract trading him. No, his contract's up at the end of this year. You know who's an RFA this year that I keep forgetting about? Um, no. Texier. Really? Already? Yeah. It's because they burnt him. They burnt his rookie deal off in the playoffs when we swept Tampa Bay. So that was his whole first year of his contract. So last year was his second year, and this year's his third year. Gotcha. Yeah, I think I, – I don't have the number of games right in my head, but I think it's like eight or ten games if you play, and that includes playoffs. And he played the first two games, and then he played the whole playoffs, which was um, which was uh, eight, ten games in the playoffs that year. What's your, how do you feel about that? I don't know how I feel that he'll – I mean, RFA, you don't have as much freedom, but – well, and he doesn't have arbitration either. Like he he doesn't have any he does not have any power there. Um, I mean, I I would probably sign him to a. I mean, you don't want to sign him long term. I'd probably sign him to a bridge deal. I mean, think shit. One of his UFA years. No, you wouldn't get him to UFA years because his situation would be a little bit similar to what Pierre-Luc Dubois was. We still probably have another four years of him as an RFA. Like, we aren't going to sign him for longer than four years. If I were the team, I would do three years, and I'd probably – I don't know. I mean, like, that's tough because, like, he's he's a player that has a lot of potential, but, like, I don't know if he's shown it enough to warrant money that's any kind of ridiculous like I mean like I'm looking at like kind of like comparables like from previous years um like Oliver Bjorkstrand uh coming off of a like he was making 2.5 um I mean with Jack Rosovic making I mean he's at 1.8 I mean I don't think he makes more than Jack yeah I wouldn't think. Maybe like three, two. Like, yeah, I just wonder if we don't end up getting into a situation with Texier. I mean, not to the same scale, but that we don't get into a situation with him that we did with PLD. I don't know. I don't know that he has enough like notoriety. I don't think he would have any power in that situation because really, like, I don't think that the trade would be good enough on return. At least there is a desire to have PLD. I mean, like, Texier is good and he's got potential, but, like, he hasn't shown it. And, like, with PL, like, I mean, like, he obviously has right now talent. I mean, shit, his third game for the Jets, I mean, he's putting up three points and winning games in overtime and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it is what it is, right? Like, so I don't know. All The future could be really fascinating because, like, who knows? Yes, truly. Who knows? But yeah, hopefully, I mean, they have tomorrow off, or I'm sure they'll they'll practice tomorrow, um, and then play again against freaking Chicago on Thursday. Um, and we'll see. You know, they tried. They had some really good conversations, I guess, yesterday during practice. They actually watched the whole game as a team um to go over what what but but what went wrong <laughs> against Nashville um they even did they spent an extra hour and a half 
uh, Nick had them do some stuff together uh, to try and like boost morale as much as they can with with the COVID protocol. Um, and you know, obviously, I think I think Torts had some a few words to say after the first period tonight, and you know, I think those words will continue um, as we move forward. But you know, you just gotta hope that on Thursday. I would just like to see, even if we don't win, I would just like to see 60 minutes of solid effort. Like, that's all I want at this point. I want to see proof that they can do 60 minutes of solid effort. I don't think this team loses many games if they do that. Like, that's the thing, right? Like, you say, like, we don't Well, yeah, if we win, win, that's even better. But, like, if I can see 60 minutes – and, you know, we lose again by one point or we lose again in overtime. Like, you know, at least there was 60 minutes of solid gameplay as opposed to every single game we've played this season where it has not been the case. Correct. Correct. Because that's but, 20 games. That's 20 games of inconsistent play. One thing is consistent, and it's their inconsistency. That is true. But, well, looking forward to Thursday, what are we, I mean, like, what are you looking for? I mean, like, obviously, like, consistent play. Like, I just, I just want us to, to stick with what we know. Like, I want us to, like, actually, like, I don't know. I guess I, I can I just be honest? Sure. I'm towards exhausted, man. <laughs> Like, and I, it's not that I, like, hate him. It's not that I think he's a bad coach. I just, I'm I'm kind of tired of him as a coach. I just, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just a whole combination, like we've said before, it's just a whole combination of things that aren't working. Yeah. And, you know, it it's nothing to say that he hasn't done such incredible things for this franchise for these players like it sucks that it's working out this way it sucks that this is how it's panning out um but he like both sides are not seeing the same thing like his coaching style is not being read correctly their way of play is not being interpreted in the in the same way like it's just not it's literally like oil and water. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully the oil and water is more like oil and vinegar. We make a nice little vinaigrette on Thursday. Does that sound nice? I love a nice salad. I know. Me too. Can't you tell by my figure? <laughs> um, Same. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much all I've got. I mean, to be honest, like I'm a little bit dejected. Like, uh, like it'll be fine. Like um it it will be I mean like and I'm excited to get back into the arena like obviously like so excited to go on Tuesday with you to see um us lose to the Detroit Red Wings um I'm really looking <laughs> hey forward now, to that let's let's put some positive energy that at least because yes that is what I wanted to say it's like very much so thank you to you for not only being a season ticket holder, even when we probably think you shouldn't have for a couple of years here or there, but, you know, this has granted us a, a really incredible opportunity 
to be able to go see some games in person. Um, and, you know, while there is like some nervousness around everything from, from what we know, like the precautions and everything are very, very high and strong at Nationwide. So it's just the idea of being able to be back in the arena, even though it's, you know, gonna be weird because there's only 1900 people. Um, it'll still be exciting. And let's just hope that for my birthday, they can at least like pull some shit together. I would love to be able to yell streamers bitch at my own birthday. Oh, me too. Be- That'd be nice. That'd be so, so good. We're sitting in we're sitting in the lower bowl. So we could actually get streamers. Yeah, yeah. It could rain down on us, girl. If they do it, wouldn't that just suck? <laughs> if they were like <laughs> Yeah. Oh my no god, I can't streamers. I can't wait for your birthday ass to be there like streamers bitch and then like just nothing happens like i will piss my pants they're like get the fuck out of the arena we have to spray everything with disinfectant (laughs) oh my god we'll have to buy me my own streamers we'll be fine we'll just sneak them in we'll just sneak in the little fucking pop things (laughs) fucking pull the string and it just goes and they're like and they're not allowed to come back anymore ta-da it's so worth it but it's fine i love it yeah and it's gonna be it'll be really fun to recap those we'll you know for all of you out there that won't be able to see a game in person this season you know we will try and bring that experience to you through our recap episodes um and you know make you feel like you're there too i guess (laughs) yeah yeah we will we'll do everything we can um but Lord, I mean, like, other than other than our excitement for being in person on third, I mean, we have another game to we'll recap. I mean, no, we have three more games to recap. We have three. We Holy <laughs> shit! I just want to go. Um, <laughs> three more games to recap before uh, we get to do that episode. So we got some planning. We got some Amazon Prime shopping for lapel mics. Do you think I could sneak one into Nationwide? Because what if we recorded a little bit from the seat? That would be exciting. Be I mean, cool. I'm not allowed to bring a purse anymore. So, like, I don't know if we can sneak lapel mics in. So. I'm going to fucking try it. I'm going to try it. And if you're listening, if you're an employee at Nationwide Arena and you work security at Nationwide Arena and you're hearing this podcast, no, the fuck you didn't. <laughs> Mind your business. Also, if you do listen to this podcast, hello. <laughs> Ignore the cord. Ignore the cord hanging from behind my pants. <laughs> That'll be my mic. If you wear a jersey, it should be long enough to cover it. Yeah, you're right. I I don't know that I'm going to wear my third, like my retro jersey though. That's fucking cursed. absolutely not. <laughs> That's fucking cursed, bitch. Maybe I'll wear my Bjorky jersey that you got me. I don't think have I ever gotten to wear that to a game. No, because I gave it to you over the summer. I couldn't remember if it was a birthday present or a Christmas present. It was a birthday present, and I get to wear my Cam Atkinson jersey for the first time. Holy shit, look at us. That'll be cute. That will be cute. Uh, we will take pictures and obnoxiously post them to our social media. 100%. But, By right. the way, follow us on social media. Do all that. <laughs> Do all that. Yes, ma'am. Follow us uh, at objectively speak or at objectively pod see i don't do this part i don't know why i swagger jacked you at objectively oh objectively pod at objectively pod which is cbj actively 
pod. Let's be pod. honest. This podcast should actually be pronounced subjectively speaking because CBJ kind of phonetically sounds like subjectively. So like I fucked that one up. I'll admit it. Um, it was a shower thought. It's okay. They're not always the most coherent. No, but I think we're too, we're balls deep now. We can't change it. We can't start saying subjectively speaking. It took me, it took me months and by that, I mean days, to stop saying objectively yours. So I'm going to not be able to do that. That's just not going to be able to happen. So call us what you will. Call us what you want. Just as long as you're calling us, baby. As long as you yes. do that. So we're at Objectively Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Twitter, awesome. So great. Love interacting with you humans. It's incredible. Instagram, we're finally up to 70 followers, which is wow. great me most of which are just other podcasts but like that's fine <laughs> it's numbers at this point we'll figure it out um but yeah continue to interact with us um you know we love talking to any and all of you um and also like rate review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on again still really hoping to get those last three five star or lower as long as it's not one reviews on um apple podcasts just need three more by next tuesday and that'll be the greatest birthday present you don't even have to write anything you literally just have to go in and hit the hit the stars like if you're already listening to us you just kind of scroll down a little bit and then you hit it very minimal effort and it would make me very happy. And it would be a great birthday present. And, you know, just, just supporting us. And if you could, it's been kind of a bit of a bummer. <laughs> we, you know, there's, there's some competition podcasts coming out now. And, you know, we just like to hear, I'm not naming them. <laughs> we just like to hear from you if you are listening to us and let us know what you think. Um, yeah. We just love you guys and appreciate you. That we do. So on that note and all this love, lovey, we love you. I do hope that you all stay well. I hope that you stay safe. Hopefully if you're trying to get Blue Jackets tickets, you're not like being scalped and you're not spending $400 to sit in the upper bowl. Bastards who are doing that. Um, so uh, hopefully you get the chance to go out and I'm rooting for you if you're in the process. It's stressful. They charged me $1,000 today for two games. It was not what they're supposed to do on accident we're not yeah, actually no. paying that amount of money hell no i am not um i mean like i am a season ticket holder but i'm a fiscally responsible season ticket holder like i've got like the second cheapest like like i don't play um but yes yeah, so I, I know it's stressful so hopefully you're taking care of yourself as you're trying to do that to get back into the arena stay well stay safe and we will talk to you all on thursday bye